welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and my mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, regardless of your age, so that you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that there's still a week left to enroll in my holiday accountability program. This is a program that runs from November 1st to December 31st and is designed to help keep you on track through the holiday season to ensure you meet your nutrition and exercise goals. Whether your goals are simply not to pack on those excess holiday pounds or you're trying to lose weight or get stronger, it's free to join and all you need to do to enroll is send me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com stating that you want in. You can check out all the details to see what's included over at silveredgefitness.com slash holiday or listen to my podcast titled Now is the Time to Put a Holiday Strategy in Place that I published a few weeks ago. I hope to see you in there. Today we have another edition of the Coach's Corner, so no guest today, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our regular interview format. Here's what we're covering in today's episode. I start out by talking about my website getting hacked by some nasty cyber criminals, and then we talk about some Instagram posts that I've seen recently discussing the top foods for burning belly fat. Then I talk a bit on why you should consider yourself an athlete and as an athlete, that you should focus on training instead of exercising. And finally, I wrap up with a discussion on sets and reps and which are the best for the athlete of aging. All right, let's get on with today's show. I've been hacked. Earlier this week, I got an email from a listener of the podcast saying that when she tried to go to my website, She was redirected to an online pharmacy selling Viagra, and she wanted to know if that was correct. I immediately told her that no, that in fact was not correct. And I quickly pulled up my site and I clicked on all the tabs, but didn't see any shady pill-pushing pages. With my extremely limited technology prowess, I figured that maybe the reason I couldn't recreate the problem is because the web pages were somehow cached on my laptop. So I tried my iPhone and still couldn't recreate the problem. But then I thought, well, if the pages could be cached on my laptop, maybe they were on my phone as well. Now, for the more technologically savvy out there, I'll need to beg your forgiveness if caching web pages on a laptop or phone isn't a real thing. But anyway, I decided I needed to test this on a laptop that had never been to my website. But I got the same result when I did. That is to say, no suspicious looking pages popped up. So I wrote it off as user error on the reporter's end of things and went about my business. But then the very next day, I got an IM saying the exact same thing, but this time from someone I knew through social media. Okay, so now I'm alarmed. Apparently, I've been hacked. So I called up my website hosting company and explained the situation, that some people were trying to go to my website, but apparently landing on some illicit contraband pharmacy site, but I couldn't for the life of me reproduce this issue. Now, as a side note, 
I pay for a premium security service with my hosting company, which I figure is a good investment given my personal knowledge of cybersecurity. And the tech on the phone immediately knew what was going on. I was the victim of an insidious SEO hack. What was happening was this. If you type in my exact website in the address bar, my normal site comes up as expected. But if you type any version of Silver Edge Fitness, even if you type silveredgefitness.com into Google or any other search engine, what looks like links to my site and pages come up right at the top of the results. But instead of going to my page, you're redirected to this scam artist online pharmacy site. At any rate, a big shout out to George for bringing this to my attention. My website hosting company is amazing and said they'd have the issue resolved in a few hours. So by the time you hear this, hopefully I'll be back up and running normally. I'm not sure how long it'll take for Google to completely flush out the fraudulent hackers. So best bet is if you're trying to find me online for now, type silveredgefitness.com into your address bar as opposed to Google or some search engine. And if you are hoping to find some bootleg Viagra or Cialis on my website, I'm afraid you'll have to look elsewhere. Top foods to burn belly fat. I love scrolling through Instagram, checking out all of the fitness posts. And a recurring theme on the nutrition side is something along the lines of best food to burn belly fat. This shows up repeatedly in slightly different ways. So, for example, this week I saw a post recommending that you should drink cucumber, ginger root, lemon, and honey before bed in order to wake up with less weight every day. The post went on to explain that regularly drinking this magic potion will detoxify your liver, burn belly fat, and strengthen the body while you sleep. I've also seen plenty of variations on this. One post suggested apple cider vinegar, lemon, honey, and cinnamon before bed would burn fat, again, while you sleep. Another post I saw this week led with the headline, burn stomach fat instantly with this drink. That certainly sounds enticing. The post has a smoothie recipe containing celery, cucumber, lemon, green apple, and ginger. And the post goes on to say that in addition to burning belly fat instantly, you'll also detoxify the whole body. I mean, wow, sign me up for that. I'd love to instantly burn belly fat and detox my entire body simply by drinking a smoothie. But here's the deal, and you probably see this coming. There are no foods that instantly burn body fat or magically detox the entire body, whatever that means. Now, Note that all of the ingredients we just mentioned are wonderful, nutritious, whole foods, and you probably should regularly incorporate them into your diet. If you like cucumbers, lemons, and celery, by all means, eat them or drink them. But don't expect them to magically melt belly fat while you sleep. And the idea that there are foods that specifically target belly fat is particularly egregious. There are no foods or combination of foods that specifically target belly fat, not even if you add apple cider vinegar to them. Your best bet for losing fat is to eat a healthy whole foods diet. For most of us, that means prioritizing healthy protein and eating more vegetables and to exercise regularly. And for most of us, that would include some form of strength training, say three days a week and plenty of walking. It's a whole lot less sexy than promising you're going to lose 
belly fat overnight while you sleep, but it works. And as an added bonus, you won't have to drink apple cider vinegar, unless, of course, you enjoy that sort of thing. You are an athlete of aging. Dr. Jonathan Sullivan and Andy Baker, both past guests on this show, by the way, authored a book titled The Barbell Prescription, Strength Training for Life After 40. And in this book, they make the case that you are an athlete of aging, whether you're a willing participant or not, that you are in the arena grappling with time, atrophy, decay, and disease. And unlike most athletes, you are in fact engaged in a literal life-or-death competition, the ultimate extreme sport. They go on to explain that we should not think of ourselves as aging adults who need to be treated, but rather as athletes that need to be trained. To quote from the book, quote, No matter your age, no matter your disabilities, your strength, stamina, mobility, or general situation, you can train. Like any other athlete, you can start where you are and build on that. If you're fat, weak, sick, stiff, you're still an athlete if you train. Such miseries and handicaps are your opponents, and they must be dealt with because they won't just go away. You must begin to think of yourself as a master's athlete engaged in the most demanding and brutal sport of all, getting old. End quote. And this is a critical distinction because as athletes of aging, our prizes aren't trophies or honor or fame or cash. Our prize is a longer health span. What we win is healthier lives, pain-free movement, being able to run and play with our grandkids, being strong and capable, being vital and exuding joy, having the freedom to go on long hikes and travel and explore new places to truly enjoy life as a healthy, capable human being. Okay, so we've determined that you are, in fact, an athlete of aging, and that you're starting from wherever you are right now, today. So what do athletes do? Athletes train. So let's start by making a distinction between exercise and training. Exercise is basically any activity we perform for the short-term benefits, and maybe that's getting your sweat on, producing those feel-good hormones, burning some calories, getting a good pump. Exercise is done for its own sake. It's how it makes you feel during or immediately afterwards. Training, on the other hand, is a specific kind of exercise. Training is done with a long-term performance goal in mind, and it's much more strategic in nature. It's a process and a roadmap that leads us to our goal, which in our case is aging well. So let's recap. We're athletes, and we need to train like athletes for the most extreme sport of all, aging. But what exactly do we need to train in order to realize our healthiest selves? According to Sullivan and Baker, the athlete of aging needs to train the six general fitness attributes, and those six attributes are, number one, strength. Strength is the ability to produce force. Number two is power. And power is the ability to display that strength quickly. So now we're adding an element of speed to our strength. Number three is endurance, 
or stamina. And this is the ability to engage in sustained physical activity. Number four is balance, and balance is critical for the aging athlete, and it's defined as the ability to maintain a stable position over your center of gravity. Number five on these general fitness attributes is mobility, which also includes your coordination and your agility. So mobility is similar to flexibility, but it also adds an element of strength and control over that full range of movement. And finally, number six is body composition, which is your ratio of lean mass to fat mass. So take a moment and think about your own workouts. Are you training or just exercising? Are you training all six of your general fitness attributes? If you'd like to learn more, I definitely recommend listening to my podcast episodes with Dr. Sullivan and Andy Baker, and I can't recommend strongly enough that you pick up a copy of the Barbell Prescription. I'll drop links to all of these resources in the show notes, which you can find at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 84. Sets and reps. So speaking of training, I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about sets and reps for strength, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance. Let's define what we're talking about when we say sets and reps first. So reps or repetitions are how many times you're going to do a particular exercise without rest. For example, if you do 10 air squats in a row without resting, you've completed 10 reps. Sets, on the other hand, are how many times you're going to complete those reps. So in our squatting example, your workout may call for three sets of 10 air squats with a one-minute rest interval. In this case, you perform 10 squats without stopping, rest one minute, complete your second set of 10 squats, rest one minute, and then complete your third and final set of 10 squats. In exercise programming, we can manipulate these variables for different outcomes, most commonly for strength, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance. And each one of these has its own optimum set of sets and rep ranges. Let's start with strength. In simplest terms, strength means, well, how strong you are. This is mainly determined by the number and size of fast twitch, also known as type 2, muscle fibers. These fibers are primarily responsible for generating short, intense bursts of power, and strength training focuses on optimizing these muscle fibers. As a side note, we as athletes of aging preferentially lose these valuable type 2 fast-twitch muscle fibers as we age. That is to say, we generally do a decent job of hanging on to our type 1 slow-twitch muscle fibers, but sarcopenia, or age-related muscle loss, is primarily a loss of these fast-twitch, strength-focused muscle fibers. So for optimal strength training, we need to do low reps with longer rest intervals and heavier weights. This would typically look like 3 to 5 sets of 3 to 5 reps with rest intervals of 2 to 3 minutes, sometimes longer, between each set. In terms of intensity, the load is typically between 80 and 90% of your one rep max. Next up is hypertrophy. Hypertrophy refers to the increase in size of our muscle cells. 
This differs from strength training above in that we are not specifically training to improve absolute strength, but rather we're shifting our focus to increasing the muscle size. This is the type of training that most bodybuilders utilize in order to bulk up and get huge. The optimal set and rep range for hypertrophy is 3 to 5 sets of 8 to 12 reps with approximately 1 minute rest interval in between. And these are usually performed somewhere in the 60 to 80% range of one's 1 rep max. Finally, we come to muscular endurance training. Endurance training can be thought of as the ability of your muscles to produce force over an extended period of time. Unlike strength training, when we do endurance training, we are optimizing and building those slow-twitch type 1 muscle fibers. The ideal rep and set scheme for endurance training is 2-4 to four sets of 15 or more reps with very short rest intervals, usually 30 seconds or even less, performed at loads of less than 60% of your 1 rep max. Strength and endurance training are usually performance-driven. So, for example, someone focusing on strength may be training to enter his or her first powerlifting competition, whereas someone focusing on endurance training may want to perform better in, say, a triathlon. Hypertrophy training tends to be more aesthetic, and it's in this range that people who just want to look good naked often train. So, which is best for the athlete of aging? So, obviously, it depends on your goals. But for the average person who just wants to get in shape, maybe lose a few pounds and look and feel good, here's how I normally program their exercises. Their first phase will normally look closer to hypertrophy training, maybe even look a little bit like endurance training. This will typically be lower weights and higher reps. The reason I like to start here is because my early focus is on volume, that is getting lots of practice with the exercises. And this is especially true for people who haven't done resistance training or haven't trained in a while. For these folks, I'm more interested in neurological adaptations than I am in actual strength adaptations at this early phase. In other words, I want them to practice these movements at light loads with plenty of reps and get them very comfortable with these movements before we start adding significant load. And depending on the particular athlete of aging, this phase could last from, say, 6 to 12 weeks. From here, I like to move into programming a strength phase where we typically do the classic three sets of five reps with, say, two minutes of rest in between these sets. The reason for this is what we discussed earlier in the strength portion of this training that we tend to lose these type 2 muscle fibers as we age, and the best way to combat this age-related muscle loss is by strength training. Now, I often get pushback from female clients who say things like, I don't want to get bulky, or I'm not interested in getting big muscles. And this prevailing thought that barbell strength training isn't for the ladies has done such a great disservice to women looking for that toned look. Ladies, Here's the deal. Unless you're that 0.000001% genetic outlier, you're not going to get huge by strength training. But what you will get is a toned, lean, sexy, athletic look, and you'll be stronger, more capable, and more vital than ever before. 
And I'll leave you with this final thought for those of you who are already regularly working out on which type of training, strength, hypertrophy, or endurance is best for you. Your body is amazingly good at adapting to stress. So the best rep and set range for you is the one you're not currently doing. In other words, if you always train by doing three sets of 10 reps, chances are your body's gotten very efficient in that set and rep range, and you do well to switch it up and maybe try a strength or an endurance block for a couple of months. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. I'll put all the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 82. And please don't forget to check out silveredgefitness.com slash holiday for all the details on my holiday accountability program. I'd love to see you join us for this great program. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. You can always leave a comment on this episode page or feel free to email me with any comments or questions from today's show. You can always support this show by telling a friend about this podcast or by leaving me a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me today and I'll be back next week with my regular interview format. So until next time, stay strong.